And we're live, brother. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. It's the Brazilian show, the Brazilian wisdom show. Oh, my. Dangerous words, aren't they? they Hello, are... my name is Zon Carvalho. I am naturally Brazilian, born and raised. And here I have my one of my good friends, Fernando, also Brazilian. Where are you from? I'm from Sao Paulo. Parents are from Bahia. And uh, how about you? I'm from Sao Paulo too, Paulista, you know? And you know, and uh, the, the, the crazy thing is like, I really don't, don't really like soccer. Do you like soccer? I love soccer at, 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 and I, we're gonna dig into soccer because you don't like soccer, but your family comes from soccer. Yeah, right, it's one of those things, black sheep. Yes, so tell me black sheep, what happened? Like, what's the story with your family and soccer? Um, well, my great-great-great-grandfather, he was, uh, you know, involved in the Brazilian Soccer League in the 60s and 70s when they became this soccer phenomenon that Brazil always is, you know, and always, it has been since then, especially with soccer or football. Um because of that, you know, a lot of things came out of it, like names in stadiums, and he's been recognized as like the marshal of victory because of everything that when, you know, the Brazil represents in soccer. And I just really never really cared for the sport. You know, I remember as a kid going to watch games in like booths and stuff like that, you know, and really being kind of bored, you know. So it's interesting to me to think that, you know, even though you come from a place where everybody everybody is about something like that, like soccer, you know, where that their identity is like so codependent on this thing, you know, like this is this is who they are, right? Um, and then having nothing to do with it, you know. And I feel that that is like just one of the beautiful things that I like about humans, you know, is our ability to like have this this willpower, you know, or like uh, the ability to think beyond like well, what is being presented, what is in front of us, or what maybe even what's expected to us, you know what I mean, from us. Yeah, absolutely. I remember growing up, I was 10 years old, and I realized that all my friends had a team that they rooted for, and I didn't at the time. So I thought, you know what, I need to then get into this identity thing. I need to choose a team to root for. And at the time, Sao Paulo Football Club was doing very well. Uh, right. Hai was there, Palinha, Cafu. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to be Sao Paulino. I'm going to go root for Sao Paulo. And uh, it was it was a really good choice. I think it, it... <laughs> but... most of my family will totally agree with you, too, that everybody's like that. I think my sister... It's Corinthian and she's really proud of it, you know, and she would because she's such a freaking rebel, you know, so of course she's going to like non-conformist also with the, with the thing. And it's funny you said that, dude. Yeah, I was working on this painting yesterday and uh, the colors are red, white and black, you know, and as I'm glad, like as I'm working, you know, like I put it up and I do stuff and I walk away from it. I close my eyes, I go out to another place, come back and then I have that first impact, you know, that first like to try to see it with as much of a fresh perspective as possible. And yesterday, as soon as I saw it for a second, I thought about, you know, the, the flag of the, the Sao Paulo uh, Club de Futebol. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was pretty crazy. So now you bring it up again. So that's 
you know? And then we can get into like being a little woo-woo about it, right? So here we go. We made connections with two different things that are normally never in our awareness, you know? So what does that mean? You know, does it mean anything to you that we're both talking about some power like this? I mean, when was the last time that you thought about the football club? Uh, a long time ago. It's been f- so long. Yeah, um, and then all of a sudden we both just brought it up, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it... Um... It's because the identity conversation that you brought up that that for some people, it's so ingrained in them. I remember going through a phase where I felt sick if my team would lose, mm. like physically sick. And I was like, man, this is not working. I'm, I'm allowing myself to, you know, as a teenager, get sick if Sao Paulo lost. Yeah. So, um, in, um, yeah. So, so I, I think... It, how, how did you get out of that? Um, I think <laughs> I went to, a, a, at 14 years old, I went to a boarding school. And that that boarding school, it was a seven-day Adventist. It was Christian, seven-day Adventist. My parents were, I was at the time. And in for some reason that year, they, they started a new rule at the boarding school. And the rule was no one can play soccer. Oh. Soccer was not allowed. Even in, and it was because I think there were a lot of uh, violence in the stadiums mm. and it was one way that the church was like, you know, we are not going to um, have any part of the violence, even though playing soccer has nothing to do with violence. Right. And so we, I, I needed, I learned how to play two new sports, volleyball and basketball. Oh, right on. See, that's funny because, um, when you talked about that, and this is the perfect example, you know, like soccer. Uh, one of my favorite writers, his name is Don Miguel Ruiz. And he wrote this book called The Five Levels of Attachment. You know, and he uses soccer as the demonstration of levels of attachment. You know, so I'm going to zoom through them real quick. And Fernando just explained like the ultimate, you know, like the fanatic level that, you know, all of a sudden your identity is mirrored, you know, with the team. That is like a we lost the game or we won the game or we need to do better or we are doing great this season. Now, your identity is like fully related to that. And then if it does bad, you also feel sad, maybe even to the point if that per- somebody else that maybe you work with or so, you know, they cheer for the other team. They're already the enemy, you know, like your my daughter will never date a blah, 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 whatever that is. So you see their identity is being like really mirrored with something else, you know, it's really codependent of it. And then it goes all the way, you know, to the other extreme of it, that would be somebody like me, you know, that um, Super Bowl Sunday, I have no idea who is playing. I don't know even what the colors are because normally I pick like the coolest color of the uniform or something. I was like, oh, I'll go for the black ones, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and I don't even know. So to me, it's like, maybe it's just an event that I can like watch and observe, you know, and be entertained for the fact, but their outcome has no relation in my life, has no input in my life. You know, at the end of it, it's just like, oh, that was like a good meal. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're done, you know? Yeah. So well, let me tell you. Just, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the, the Super Bowl is going to be played today by the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. So Kansas City and Philadelphia. Wow, that's a tough choice, huh? I have no idea how good they are. 
The Neither do I. I have no like. I, I'm just thinking about this symbolism, you know. Like, I have a good friend that lives in Kansas. You know, he's one of my biggest art collectors. I think he has over 20 of my paintings. Like, I wow. should know. Yeah, he even commissioned me one time to do one that was five feet tall by almost nine feet wide. It was just this giant, like graffiti style little ribbon that was moving up and down, up and down, and at the end, you know, goes up with the with the with, with the less swoop of that fabric is going up, you know, and mm -hmm. the idea that I try to convey always with my art is that how can it trigger you? And this one is about this too shall pass, you know, like our life is going to be full of ups and downs. Sometimes you're on the top of that wave, you know, and sometimes that wave is fucking plummeting on top of you and crushing you, you know, however, there is an up and down, you know, so the idea with that piece was like, so, you know, maybe he, when he's in a down spot, you know, he's being challenged by life and, and his bullshit, you know, he can look at that and be like, hey, you know what, I'm right there at the bottom, but look at that peak coming up next, you know, and then always feeling that there is this too shall pass. Now we, we rise from here, we grow from here, you know, we fall forward. That's always the, the, the intention you know, of, of empowering people that maybe just for that one little second that they get to stop to see that piece, you know, it's like, what is that? You know, what the <laughs> hell? It's like, I, I really want somebody to have like a, like a visual punch in the chest, you know, when they <laughs> see that, you know what I mean? Just like the colors yeah. are so overwhelming. The lines are so sharp. It's just like, fuck, you know, give me some more <laughs> of that, you know, give me a big in line for that roller coaster, you know? But then it's just to allow, you know, for you to stop time in your head and your bullshit for that second and be like, am I in alignment? You know, am I living who I want to be? Am I honoring the man that I am, the person that I am? You know, or am I lollygagging around, frickly frockling, you know, with no purpose in life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. And purpose is, is what we're here. here. What's that? I said, I don't know where we went with that, but we are here now. We're here. I think it's great. You talk about purpose. You went very deep, very fast. I think, and that's the reason why we we started this uh, conversation, this podcast for bros and for Brazilians, or Brazilians. And <laughs> and here we are to share how you have been a Brazilian all of your life. How I have been a Brazilian all of my life, and uh, what it means to live life passionately like a brazilian and like a brother like a leader so we were talking like you know the the the, the talk about synchronicities right we we're talking about the soccer team first you know that we would like all of a sudden we both had this little awakening about it like oh shit there's a connection there and then the song that we we're listening when you know that you were listening to whenever we are about to go live yeah, and um, as we're picking the subject or what we're going to talk about today, you know, the the idea that came forward was just like the how is it that the Brazilian outlook in life has impacted our life in a different country, you know? And then this song came about, you know. And then I was like, and the songs like pretty much the 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 translation of the title is it is what it is, right? Yeah. Am I correct? It is what it is, you know. Yeah. And I'm going to pull the lyrics up here. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the chat for you, if you like. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and it starts, you know, like the one of the first lines of this song, you know, he says, like, I start with the purity of the answers of the children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, fuck, man, that like hits home. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, you know, it's like it talks about life It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, and it says and then we translate into go go. You know, like in Portuguese, that is like your throat, you know what I mean? Just like, let's amplify this, you know what I mean? Like inviting everyone else like to join into it, you know what I mean? Just saying. Uh, yeah, you know, I love it. It's like, and, you know, I've been here, I've been out of Brazil now for 33 years, you know, and recently I reconnected with parts of it that like have really brought me peace into the man that I became, you know, like recognizing parts of my, of my roots, you know, and this song was one of them, you know, like it was really clear to me, like, how is it that, you know, I'm known for being like uplifting and funny and joyful and a jokester and just really like just outgoing and blunt and bold, like this colors, you know what I mean? It's like, woohoo. And I'm Brazilian, you know, it's like Carnival Cruise used, to, used that as a slogan one time for their cruise ships. Party like a Brazilian. We're known for that. Or, and waxing. I mean, God bless us all. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, like when I read this song, it was just like, you know, like to live and not to be ashamed of being happy and to sing and to sing the beauty of being, a, being forever a student. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, how mind-blowing and beautiful is that? You know what I mean? And this is exactly how I have lived my life. You know, that I believe that I've been showing up like, you know? So, and that is the idea, you know, of this show of being a Brazilian is that, you know, how is it that our roots and that, that, that passionate, crazy way of life perceived by the whole world, you know what I mean, has influenced and shaped us outside of that world how about you absolutely yes yes and each time i went back to brazil and uh i was reminded of my roots and i came back to the u.s then it was i i felt like a supercharge of life because because of being brazilian and coming to a different country and seeing not only well coming to a different country I could see opportunities I didn't have in Brazil and I could uh, really go for it. I can just like, like in a soccer game, just, just go and score. <laughs> Whereas people that lived here in this country, they might think things take things a little slower uh, or go with the flow. I could see things. I could see ways of like, you know what, this, this can, I can do this. And because of in Brazil, I was conditioned that things were so hard. Right. And coming to a country where things are more structured, then it's like a walk in a park in a way. For a, and, and I've seen many Brazilians do the same thing where they take the hard work, their hardworking uh, character from Brazil, they come to a different country and they do so well. Correct. Because they are, you know, that they are being the same, you know, community focused person or hardworking person. Um, also thinking, you know, like where I live here, there are Brazilians here, and it's 
usually Brazilians are about getting together and doing barbecue or getting together and doing potlucks. And that's, that's really cool because it, it brings people together. And yeah. like you've said before, like there's something people see Brazilians, like, like the carnival cruise, like as party people, warm, friendly. And yeah, when, when we tell you stop by anytime, we actually mean it. You know what I mean? It's not just something nice to say at the end of the conversation. You know, it's like, come over. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this this uh, message here, this this podcast is going to go out to the Brazilians to remind them if they're living in countries where they are not, you know, it, it's not Brazil, to remind them of who where they came from mm -hmm. and, and embody their Brazilian energy, which opens doors anywhere. And for the people that are not Brazilian who want to embody this energy of living passionately, then this show is for you. There you go. You said it. I think passionately is definitely the word, you know, and I know that that's like one of my core values, you know, is passion, you know, I mean, it's like, and, and how I can relate with that as an artist, you know, is that I can see like graphic design versus painting. You know, one of them is really automatic and really easy and mechanical and stuff and whatever, which is the design part of it, you know, but the passion, man, but that juice, you know, that place that all of a sudden is like time and space disappear and it freezes and you're getting that zone and you're connected to source and you're living your blissful, amazing, exuberant life. Oh, give me some more of that, you know, like. If we can bring this into the 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 the, the what you call it academic knowledge of what I said, you know, it's like the, the entrance of the energy might propel you to feel better. Fuck it, you know, it's like <laughs> explode that thing out, you know, like that's the idea. Because we know that I know that um, from manifestation, you know, like to attracting what you want in your life, you know, like those emotions or those wishes and affirmations and journaling, they must be fueled by energy. They must be fueled by passion, you know? And um, um, what brought, came to mind right now is that uh, this other book that I read is like The Way of the Evolved Men, you know? He talks about how you show up in a bedroom is how you show up in life. So, you know what I mean? Are you showing up passionate, driven, ready to conquer and ravish the world? Or you're <laughs> timid, afraid, and not really sure how to go about it. You what, How you do anything is how you do everything, you know? So, you know, let's go. That's absolutely. Uh, the Way of the Superior Man, that book, Totally, I I transformed with that book. Highly recommend it. Way of the Superior Man with by David Data, um, and it's the I learned the word ravish from that book. Oh, nice! <laughs> ravish how to uh, how to ravish not only your woman, my woman, but to ravish life in a way that everyone's happy, in a way that everyone is so well as in a way that one at the end of the day the author talks about one is ready to die complete mm. at the end of the day one is ready to die complete so who that, do i need to be what do i need to do today so i can die complete mm. 
that is awesome, man. That is very true. You know, and and and, and the whole thing about it is like, you know, to being connected to your purpose, you know, to being connected to your passion, to being connected to what it is that your mission is, you know, because besides that, there is nothing else that matters, not your women, not your kids, not nothing, you know, because if you don't have that in your core, if you don't have that in your drive, if you don't have that passion, that purpose that you actually, at the end of the day, will fucking die for, what the fuck are you doing here? What is the purpose? You're just wasting air and resources. Am I right? And if you're yeah. not there yet, it's okay. You know, but as long as you keep going, falling forward, striving for more, you know, believing that you can, you know, and not buying into this bullshit of fear-driven crap. You know what I mean? Because if we, at any religion that there is out there, you know, man was made out of the image of that creator, of that God, of that entity or of anything. Man was, it's, it's created from that. And I believe with every little bit of me, you know, that we were meant to be joyful, happy, abundant, and, and, and everything good, you know? So, because who would want anything else bad for themselves? You know, especially something that you make a creation that you bring forth, you know? So yes. how can we get there? You know, how is it that we can feel that way? How is it that this passion can like boil it up? You know, how can we live authentically? You know, how is it that we can stop believing all this bullshit that we were told for so long when we are magnificent miracles of life? Look at us. Our body does all these things that we even have to worry about. My heart's beating right now. I'm breathing. I'm digesting my breakfast. Woohoo! I even can complete a congruent <laughs> thought. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes yes in that be getting to that level of awareness and consciousness and bliss it would be a sustainable way to then live like how you're describing how you're living how you have been living and how everyone can live especially men and what i mean especially men is that i believe men as we have a certain responsibility to lead that is loving, that is courageous, that is clear, is respectful. So that's what I mean by especially men, that mm -hmm. for us to be aware of these miracles that are happening constantly in our bodies and then start being so grateful to that we'll be smiling most of the time. Well, you know, and I think that so what would you say would be the first thing, like if you were talking to like your son or somebody like that, maybe you're talking to uh, like yourself right now from the future, you know, yeah. like what would it be the, the number one thing that you believe is like fundamental before anything else to, to start acting and believing that way? Um, it's, it's who you hang out with or who you listen to. Mm. who you spend time with and if one is in the middle of nowhere then the books one reads or the podcast one listens to so environment or or inf the influence whatever is coming in what what it what is the input what is the input that's coming into the awareness into the ear into the eyes and so input is number one, quality of input, quality of relationships. 
And the second one, I would say it's uh, quiet time. Like really, quiet, tell me more. Having having a, a time every day that a person can be uh, quiet and uh, just be with his thoughts. So it could be meditation. It could be for my father's fishing. Mm. Um, so being um, being with the the quiet of one's thoughts so, so that one can experience the nothingness of awareness of consciousness so that you could call that a spiritual practice for those that don't have a spiritual practice then sticking to the first thing i said which is whoever you hang out with that's enough if you're just hanging out with people that you want to be like uh, people that you can model, people that you uh, you can learn from. And it doesn't have to be someone is 100% a role model. They could be a 10% role model in patience. Another one can be a 20% role model in finances. Another one can be a 50% role model in funny or fun. Mm -hmm. Another one can be a 30% role model in romance. So it's being around people and, and seeing, okay, I can model this 20% from this person, the rest of the, the 80%, I won't role model. I won't model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. How about you? I, love, I mean, who, I don't know who was it that said, maybe it was, um, what's his name? Keep, keep talking. I'm going to charge. I'm going to plug in my, my laptop. All right. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> Oh, Zalan. No, I forgot. No, I didn't. Uh, who was it that said it? Uh, Napoleon Hill. Maybe it was Napoleon Hill on Thinking Grow Rich. You know, that he said that um, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. You know, you're the average of your environment. You know, and yes, there are exceptions to that rule. However, it's a rule for a reason. You know, most of the time, you be influenced by your environment. Most of the time, you be influenced by the people that you're listening to. You know, who are you listening to for financial advice? Somebody that's doing better than you, as broke as you, or worse than you? You know, who are you listening to for physical advice, for health advice? You know, is somebody that smokes two packs a day and is fucking Diet Coke like a freaking intravenously? Or it's your, you know, crazy aunt that is 105 and still doing awesome dancing at every party she throws at her house what's her secret you know what i mean so it's all of it about what are you putting in you know i love that you said that and i love that that is not necessarily only in your mind but in your mouth you know what is it that you're eating well like what foods are like are they actually uh thinking rich yeah there you go napoleon hill is it was that him that said uh you're the average of the five people you hang out with um, I, it was so many people that said it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't know if it was him or it was like roomy or something like totally, you know, like out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Jim or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a lot of people. There's a book called the, uh, how to steal like an artist. And mm -hmm. he talks about how there's nothing new under the sun that all the big artists they always copied from several people and then they created their own. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to quotes, I feel like that, you know, like 
some I think some quotes are correct, I guess, that to give uh, credit to some people, this person said this quote, but how many thousands have human beings lived and have language? And is it truly, is it true that that person was the first to say such a thing? I don't know. Mm. One thing that I've been uh, realizing lately is how the ideas are around everyone as waves, as um, say particles, and whoever is open to receiving ideas will get them. That's why the quiet time daily, I think is so important. Mm -hmm. So that one can open himself, herself up to the ideas that are all around us already. Yeah. Yeah. So, did, which brings me to my favorite subject, which is action. Because I know in my lifetime, how many times I thought of a product, I thought of an invention, I thought of a new anything just to see it in the shelf, in the magazine, on the website, just a period of time later. Maybe it was a week, maybe it was two years later. You know, like outrageous ideas that I drew and whatever, and now they exist. What yeah. is the fucking difference? What was the difference between me and whoever else freaking absorbed that idea? Like you said, it's all floating around there, right? I retapped in, can we vibrate in the right frequency to be aware, you know, somebody else thought of the same thing. And then what? They did it. So it doesn't matter how many drawings I had from whatever date, you know what I mean? I thought about it, but they actually fucking did it. And the thing is there. So, you know, as you gain clarity, as you are in this quiet space and you're listening to these ideas, you know, they're being brought forth for a reason. You know, there's the, your job next is to fucking act on it because you can pray about it the whole day. You can wish for it. You can journal and this and that. But if you don't put actually the rubber on the road, the pedal to the metal or whatever next thing you want to say, just fucking do it. You just got to get out there and start moving. You don't know how to do it. Good. What a fucking opportunity. You're going to learn something new too. If you knew how to do it, you wouldn't be learning, you know? And that's the idea. That's what I love about, you know, putting, empowering into action. I don't care how crazy your idea is. Let's just put it in motion. You know, when I was in art school, I had an idea like in, in advertising class, they were asking to come up with a product that didn't exist. I came up with satellite television. I came up with, I have it here, this globe and a satellite instead of cable. I was like, fuck it, let's go to space with it. You know, wow. not claiming any credits on direct TV or anything, but God, you know, like what if that one idea got heard by somebody else, you know, and that person stuck with it. You know, what if as I'm sharing with something with a friend in a restaurant about a new idea that I have for a gym for kids where the walls can rotate different, uh, like different graphics and you create different adventures every day that they come over. Today's volcano day, we're underwater, we're in space, you jump, you know, according to it. And then two years later, you're driving down suburbia USA and here we go, kids gym. You know, and it's a similar thing. Was that the guy that was sitting next to me in a restaurant? Was that somebody else in freaking Michigan that heard about it and it started a national chain? I don't know, but you know, it doesn't matter, right? It matters like, what do you do with information that you get? What do you do with the gifts that we have? You know, do we cowardly yeah. hide behind it or are we gonna freaking show up like we show up in bed? You know what I mean? Exactly. 
one thing that I've been experimenting, I like to share with everyone here is um, two things actually, using the calendar as your future creating device. So if I have an idea, I want to implement something, just open the calendar and set a time, one hour, half hour, three hours to do that one thing. Um, so that's one. The new one that I've been doing is around every six, I think six o'clock PM for me, I have this 15 minute period that I call a moment of courage. Mm -hmm. And the moment of courage is if I could have a moment of courage, generate a moment of courage at the end of my day, 6 PM, what would I do right now? And it's been a game changer for me because a moment of courage inspires me to do something that is outside of my comfort zone, reach out. It's usually reaching out to someone that I was embarrassed or ashamed to reach out to, or thought that they're too, uh, they're too busy. I'm not at their level. And I've been doing that. So I highly recommend a moment of courage, even if it's one minute, if, if, if you could generate a moment of courage for one minute, what could you tell someone? What could you do? What could you buy? What could you cancel? What could you declare in a moment of courage? Dude, I love that. Thank you. That is freaking dope. Hold on, let me write it down. <laughs> it's a writer downer. <laughs> it's a writer downer. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing the, the moments of courage every day. Yeah, and uh, it keeps you in check too, especially if you know you do it a couple of times. I mean, how did it feel on day three of knowing that moment of courage is coming? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's better and better. It gets easier and easier because it becomes in a muscle. It's in the, pretty soon it'll become a, a habit. It's not a habit yet, and it will it will become a habit very, very soon where it won't be just 6 p.m. There'll be a moment of courage at 9 a.m., another one at noon to the point where it, they they don't have to be on my calendar anymore. So having things on the calendar or alarms on my phone. So I have both on my calendar plus an alarm on my phone. Generate a moment of courage. So just by reading the words and and writing the titles on the alarms or calendar events in a way that when I start with a verb, so always each uh, um, something that if someone is taking notes or putting an alarm, you should always start with a verb so that when a person reads it, so when you read it, it's there's an action to be taken right away. Mm, like so that. verb to so generate moment of courage. Like, whoa, what does that mean? Okay, if I, I know what it means, but because I just asked the question, what does it mean? Oh, it means to have courage, generate courage, and then do something courageous. Mm. All right. I want to I wanna add to it. All right. So when you're talking, like with courage, right, this is a very masculine trait. It's a masculine energy. I'm not saying for men only have this. It's just a masculine energy, right, of courage, hunting taking you know like bunker it's that that that's what courage will back it up now you know as the universe is always seeking balance you know there's the yin to the yang there's the dark to the light there's the love to the hate you know how is it that now with this moment of courage that we know now is coming you know i wanted to create a moment of love 
You know, what if you have the same reminder every day, you know, to say, to create a moment of love. And it can be for yourself. It could be for somebody next to you. It could be for the world. It could be for all three, you know, but how awesome would that. So you are creating all a balance, a composition to your courage, you know, and then bringing that into harmony so it can continue to move, you know, and be buoyant and seek its own level with each other. Because as you rise, your moments of love, you're going to have to rise a moment of courage. And sometimes it's going to be the same one. You know what I mean? Are you courageous enough to love? Are you courageous enough to show that? You know? Ooh, I like that. I'm going to write yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm going to add that to my, to my uh, calendar. A moment of love. Moment of love. Yeah. Generate <laughs> a moment of love. Right? Um, yeah, totally. And, um, you know, you're, you, you reminded me of something from Dao De Jing. Dao De Jing is a book, apparently 5,000 years old, a very small book. And uh, in that book, he had a quote. It's like Proverbs, very small verses, very small Proverbs. Uh, and one of the quotes there is something that I, I was meant to write it when, when I listened to the audiobook, and I haven't yet. But when he said something about the universe seeking that harmony, that balance, that book said something that the <laughs> that the universe is always out of control <laughs> and in chaos and it, and and for humans to be okay with it and i'm like i never heard that before i'm like because i can un hear what you said the universe always you know it, it's perfect right it's perfect the way it works and that book talked about something complete opposite that can also be taken as a perspective that the, the universe is all chaos and trying to control is is laughable. And so you see, they, I think that maybe they're the same thing, you know, because the reason that he's seeking balance is because it's in chaos. You know, and hence the human struggle that we're here, you know, full of choices to make between light and dark, right? Full of decisions, full of paths to choose, you know, just like we are in chaos because if everything is a fractal reflection of everything else, you know, so what happens in one end is definitely happening in the other, you know? So at the same time that the universe is in complete chaos is also in perfect harmony because that balance again needs to happen at any of those levels. Yeah. That's the quantum, you know, <laughs> level. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. That that's so deep what you just said right there. It can be the same. And it it, it struck a chord on me with me because of in the past I had the need to control. So for instance, having the calendar, and when some people look at my calendar, they go, Wow, my my calendar is always full, even if it has something, you know. I haven't done it recently, but I used to even schedule my not doing anything time. So this is the time I'm not going to do anything. I haven't been doing that in the last few months. But when people look at my calendar, they go, wow, it's full. And it's, it's my way of, say, controlling. But more, not so much in the sense of like, I need to be in control. It's more of like, I, I, I want to be a creator that is intentional. Mm. 
I want to be a creator that's in, who is intentional. So having the intention, I mean, most of the things on my calendar happen, but a good 80, 20% don't happen. And that's okay. At least the intention was there. Mm -hmm. so, so do you write it again the next day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many times do you allow yourself to rewrite it until you actually do it? Um, day, uh, daily. It, I'm looking for something. Oh, here. So for those of you not uh, just only listening, I'm holding up a sign that says forgiveness. So self-forgiveness, forgiving myself for not, you know, keeping the word to myself, then became a habit, became a, a practice, a daily practice of self-forgiveness. That's <laughs> <the> good. <laughs> that and, and being okay with um, just laughing it off, forgiving, forgiving others. All right. So then I'm going to like, you know, let you know that when we spoke a few days ago, you know, the subject of the shadow self came up, came, came up, you know, when we were talking about one of my life mottos that is because fuck you, you know, and then you're like, oh, let do. anyway, the shadow thing came up for us. Right. However, you know, and you said you haven't worked on it very much, but based on what you just told me, you working on it like all of the time. I didn't think of it that it's way. <laughs> self forgiveness and self acceptance all of the time. You know, the only way that you can do that is by releasing the guilt, the shame, and the blame. You know, and that is shadow work. You know, because unless those things don't, the only one thing can exist. One belief system can exist. Otherwise, is a thought. You know, is is a theory. But for you to know something, there's only one choice, you know? So as the moment that you're moving forward with this self-forgiveness and self-understanding and, 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 and acceptance of who you are, you know, it is fucking hardcore shadow work because you're letting go of the blame and the shame of procrastination or the, the you know what I mean? The guilt of like not doing all that you can for your life. You know what I mean? Like all of those things are okay because now this is, your quiet time. Mm, that's deep. I did, had not thought of it that way. It makes sense now <laughs> that you put it that way. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. The shadow, yes, I've been experimenting with going from, I don't know, doing anything. I've I become a linguistics uh, student or someone that takes linguistics to the level that is uh, say super high to the level of, if I say something, I'm creating it. And I've been sharing with people and clients, private clients, especially that if their thoughts, their emotions, their words are aligned with their future, they are actually creating the future they want. If they're not aligned with their future, meaning it's aligned with a, a past that they didn't like, then they're going to create more of the past. It's like the past being in the future. And it's okay for the past to be in the future if it was a positive creation. If it serves so, you. If it serves you, yeah. So having this, uh, so the reason I I didn't do, didn't seek to do any shadow work is because why would I do shadow work when I can just do lo love work, courage work, or light work? 
that it was more linguistic. It, it was more had mm. to do with, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go for that because I can go for, you know, that's the game I've been playing for the last two years. It's like, can I keep choosing words that empower? Or if every word had a score or a certain point, uh, levels of, of points, like what does word the word say, you know, shadow have? But that's also, you know, me trying to avoid negativity and what i'm ne what's next for me is to bring negativity and positivity together and in the quantum it's not only in quantum but also chemist chemistry and I, i'm in other areas of life where negativity doesn't mean bad it just means it's it's the opposite of positivity so um in my journey i'm I, i'm realizing how aversion to something like you said to me one time if i'm trying to avoid something it's it's the way to keep it in existence mm -hmm. so i was trying to avoid shadow work and then here you come and we reconnect and then you tell me about shadow work i'm like oh shit <laughs> yeah and not only that you know like you are already doing it yeah you know what i mean and then and then for yourself too for that self-judgment and guilt and stuff or whatever you'd be like oh fuck i didn't even you know what i mean oh, there's a release again you know from accepting and love you so now your next like self-love and appreciation thing fuck man it's gonna be like i'm doing this so well i'm fucking unconscious about it you know what yeah. i mean it's already in the in the in process without having to label without having to categorize it which is a hundred percent a category a, a trait of your ego you know, we need to keep track of things. We need to categorize them and evaluate them against each other. That way we have the value that we need proving who we are and continue to reinforce our belief systems that 90% of the time, I can guarantee you, it don't fucking serve you. You know, because they were told by you, by somebody that, they were told by you by somebody. And your interpretation of it most likely was made before the age of five. So your understanding of the world, like 50% of who you become as an adult, you already learned by the age of five, you know, by the age of eight, that number jumps to 80% of your character is formed by everything that you've learned in your life, right? So you're trying to make sense out of this chaotic universe, you know, that you have no idea, you don't have any of the tools that you need to understand love, hate, judgment, good, bad, right, wrong. You know, you're just following the these footprints that your ancestors have left you, your parents, your grandparents, and everybody else, you know. And then you grow up as an adult and you're like, shit, how the hell did I get here? It's like the talking head song, you know. I mean, who is this beautiful house? Who is this woman in my bed? You know, like, ah, you know what I mean? But now that we have like maybe this possibility, you know, of understanding that that is how we were formed, you know, and because of that, at that understanding, then now we can go and revisit those programs, you know, or the times or the certain belief systems were formed, you know, or the, the first time that you are angry, the first time that you felt shameful, you know, and then revisit that and then, you know, be able to release that baggage because it doesn't serve us, you know, it keeps being like, reiterated throughout our history because 
it's all he does. The ego's job is to make us look sane. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, right, or wrong, right? It's just that reticular activator system is like a part of your brain that filters out the bullshit, that just keeps showing you what you're focused on. It doesn't matter if you're focused on good things or bad things, on beating yourself up or praising yourself. That's just the focus, you know? So how can we tweak this thing, you know? I love that, man. I love that so deep. And this is only the first episode. <laughs> That's it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, brother, how about this? Uh, how about we, I like to read the lyrics of this song. Maybe I read one verse, you read the, the other. All right. Because for, you know, I think I want to get more and more connected to the Brazilian energy, energy and reading it in Portuguese. Maybe I can read it and you do, uh, what's it called? A translation? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah? Okay, so let's do that. So, eu fico com a pureza. This is the lyrics of the song O Que É O Que É by Gonzaguinha, which is a samba song. Eu fico com a pureza da resposta das crianças. É a vida, é bonita e é bonita. He said, uh, I'll stay with the purity of the answers of children. It's life, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. No gogó. No gogó is an expression of Brazil of like, you know, use your throat chakra, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, use your voice. No gogó. Like, this is the gogó for whatever reason. But it's like, use your voice. Like, you yeah. know. Viver e não ter a vergonha de ser feliz. To live and not being ashamed of being happy. Cantar e cantar e cantar a beleza de ser um eterno aprendiz. To sing and to sing and to sing and the beauty of being forever a student or apprentice. Ah, meu Deus, eu sei, eu sei que a vida devia ser bem melhor e será. They say, oh my God, I know, I know that life should be so much better and it will mas isso não impede que eu repita é bonita é bonita é bonita but that doesn't stop me to repeat it's beautiful it's beautiful it's beautiful awesome brother I, yeah. I think we can live it there for now. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Thank you so much. I definitely feel touched. And I hope that, you know, this would empower somebody, you know, just if it is at 1%, you know, like I, uh, as we talked about before, you know, like one of the models of this thing is that life is meant to be awesome. You know, that we are here to be joyful, abundant creatures. And all we have to do is just live accordingly and believe that we are worthy of being happy, healthy, strong, and fed, and abundant, and great lovers. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love that. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Zon, thank you so much, my brother from another mother. Um Live passionately, everyone. Life is meant to be awesome. Party like a Brazilian. <laughs> there you go. And have a great day. Thanks for being here. All right. Peace out. Peace.